Buckle up, it's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. It's just almost like being more cognizant, right? Just mm-hmm. more aware of of what you're doing. Why is it that we get so in those... I mean, I get in it daily. Like, it's hard for me to not just wake up and start handling stuff. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. Next thing I know, it's like you look back at your day and you're like, hmm, like, what do I really... What are my overall big goals? And did I do anything to move the needle on that? Mm-hmm. It's so easy to not move the needle. So easy to just handle stuff. Well, there's, there's, man, there's so much in what you just said that's awesome. So I think first and foremost, we are, we live in a world that wants a reaction from us. Yes. Whether it's social media, whether it's the phone ringing, a billboard that you're passing by, there's money to be made in getting you to react without thinking, pulling out your wallet and buying that thing now, right? Going on Amazon and hitting the buy button, whatever it is. And I love Amazon, by the way. They're, you know, they're great. That's a yeah. real weird, like Donald Trump. I love Amazon. They're good people. Um, <laughs> just the hand movements. I don't know what that was. So, so the whole world wants a reaction out of us. But the real value, you know, if you think about the folks who are incredibly successful in their field, they're deliberate in their response, that's the beauty of, of, of Abraham Lincoln in terms of if you read any lessons about his leadership style was he would get pissed, man. He would get friggin' fired up about people and he would write a letter that was, you know, probably in his time, whatever expletives were considered, it was filled with them. And he just put it in a jar, put it in it, put it in a drawer and just walk away. And he would often come back to those letters a day or two later and go, wow, so glad I didn't send that. But what do we do? Wow, I didn't know that. We hop on email. Somebody sends us, you know, customer sends us something. We we hop on email. We fire that back real quick. We react, and that causes so much trouble for us as humans. Yeah, yeah. It's a good with practice to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it's a good practice to write it out and throw it into the draft and come back tomorrow. I mean oh. it. <laughs> yeah. I so I, I did that this morning. I can share this because it's you know I am by far perfect at this. Like every day is a frigging work in progress. So I went out (laughs) for the first time in my life, we have a lawn. So we live in Philadelphia in the city, but we have a a sizable backyard and uh, it's been getting just demolished by like our dogs go out there and pee. And then the sun hits it and like there's brown spots. So I'm like, really? Like I'm doing like the whole, like about to be a dad thing where I'm like looking up true green and Scotts. I'm like, how do I get my lawn greener? Yeah. So, so, so I set the sprinkler off this morning to go and like water, water the, the, the lawn. And I just totally forgot about it. And I went out and ran some errands. I come back like three hours later. The, the lawn is like drowning. Everything's soaked. <laughs> and and I knew in my head, I was like, Greg, this is your fault. And I still came up and I was like, you know, Kim, you couldn't go down and like check. Like, did you let the dogs out? And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I had to take a pause and go, dude. Like, so it's it's so easy to react. And it is. as you said, Craig, like just pop it in the drafts folder, come back to it later. Um and then the other thing that um, that was mentioned, Jason, about uh, uh, you know waking up and what do you want to do? Something valuable that I started doing was my to-do list for the next day before I go to bed. Mm. And I don't think about it as a to-do list. I think about it as what do I want to accomplish? And so I sort of like I'm real big on carrying these things out. Like you know, if, if you're a fan of Randy Schwantz, you know, the ladder of abstraction, like carrying it out to the absurd. So when we set goals, I try to carry it out to the absurd. I call it uh, risk or risk root goal analysis, um, or the goal of my goal, and that's you know why that's the name of my website, goalofmygoal.com. 
So when someone says, you know, like, I want to boost my number by 10% next year, I ask them why? And they look mm -hmm. at me like I'm an idiot. Like I don't yeah. understand sales. I said, well, seriously, like why? And if their answer is, I don't want to be fired, I say, why? And, and we have to, like a child, really get to the root of like, why does that matter? Why does 10% matter? And so why is a bit confrontational? So I ask people to think about it as, I want to increase my sales by 10% so that I can, or mm. which will allow me to. Right. And, and what you ultimately want to get at is what, like, what's your goal? So as you're making your to-do list or you're wake up and you're putting out fires, did you wake up to put out fires or did you wake out with wake up with a purpose? And mm -hmm. what is that purpose? And so when I write that to-do list for the next day, I sort of, I try to chunk it. That's a very Warren Buffett thing. You know, I try to chunk it into, I'm doing all these things because they generate new business and I want to generate new business so that I can X. I need to do all these things because if I don't, the government's going to seize my business, you know, pay taxes or whatever they are, right? So that I can yeah. X. And now I have these chunks and then I can prioritize the chunks. And so if I get nothing else done, sales is number one. That's always my first chunk is biz dev unless I'm speaking at an event, in which case that's my first chunk. That, but that's it. So even if my day goes to hell and I have to put out fires, if I knock out chunk number one, it's a great day. Yeah. What a great way Love to it. parcel it out. You know, it's, it's so much more effective than just waking up and becoming reactive. Like uh, here's, here's the two versions of Craig's day, right? Wake up, look at email, uh, start going on Facebook, like all of the <laughs> things that you can do that are going to just wreck the day, right? Go on Insta. Okay. What else? Where can I, Oh, Twitter. Let's start just hitting all the stuff while I'm eating breakfast. Right. Or I can get up, I can have the coffee. I can eat. I can just not, not do anything. Just be present with the moment, you know, eat, just think and do that. Then go ride my bike. I go for a ride every day, come back, then look at Slack and go look at email. And if there's any fires, okay, maybe I have to address something, but, but the whole idea of going in and just answering each one and all of a sudden the day got away from you is it, it's, it, you never get anywhere, right? I love the prioritization that you brought up and then chunking out the prior, prioritizing the priorities too. It's, it's phenomenal. So I, I want to say one more thing too, back on, uh, uh, Jason's point about sort of the day and like getting stuff done. Um, so I'm, I'm about to be a father. And I think it, something that everybody can relate to is a kid learning how to walk. So whether you have a kid or not, you understand the process, right? The kids got to get their balance. They have to take a step and then you want to give them some positive reinforcement. But at some point in our life, we stop giving ourselves positive reinforcement for that first step. We expect to complete a 26.2 mile marathon before we're allowed to high five or celebrate. And that kills progress, which is really what fuels each of us. You know, people leave mm. jobs. They say it's because they're manager. They leave jobs because they don't see progress, emotional progress, financial progress, responsibility or reputational progress. That's what we really want. So if you can create an environment or create a way to see progress in your day, even if it's just a little bit, progress is progress. And when you have that, you will find fuel that you didn't think existed in terms of energy, in terms of drive, in terms of passion. And we've just gotten so far away from that, like, like the older we get. Um, and I fall victim to this all the time too. Like I'll have a week where I'm like, oh, I didn't have a contract this week. My wife's like, yeah, but you had eight conversations and you spoke at a conference. <laughs> yeah. So, we, you know, it, we're all a work in progress. <laughs> Yeah. And, and so many times too, we're, we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people or something. And it's like, it's going back to the bride and a bike or, or whatever we're doing for the first time. We're going to suck at it. Like, but did we get on it? Were we a little bit better than, you know, when we first did it or 
you know, did we just mm-hmm. move that a little bit forward? And if so, dude, that's good job. You just beat yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have to. So many times it's just so easy to start something and then look at other people that are just so much better or so much further along <laughs> and be like, oh, I'm never going to get there. I was just having this conversation with a, another colleague who, you know, we're both newer speakers. And, you know, again, d- before getting into this, speaking with almost a hundred of my peers, I got to network with some of like the big dogs, you know, the folks who's like, you put that name on a marquee, the conference is selling out. They're doing conferences at like the Wells Fargo Center. You know what I mean? Like 10,000 people, not a hundred people. And, and Ryan, my, my other colleague and I, we're, we're, we're looking at it. It's so funny because now I'm comparing myself to them. I'm like, oh, he just booked that international conference, 30,000 people. He's like, dude, yeah. you just started speaking 13 months ago. Like, right. you're doing pretty good. You got to relax. It's it's that, yeah. That Who was it? Was it was it Teddy Roosevelt, I think, that said, um, uh, comparison is the thief of joy? Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. It's true. It's Not true. It's a smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we should be comparing against ourselves. You know, we're all on the, our own journey. And to your point, um, what really fuels us is just getting better, like just being better than you were yesterday or moving, you know, that needle. Now that you're a new dad, which congratulations. Uh, hey, you're, you're six weeks. Be... We're almost there. We're right at the finish almost line. Almost there. <laughs> the, you know, that's like, you, you know, you constantly want to be better and you, you, you're, you need to, that's the stuff that, that fuels us. You know, you're, you're jazzed up now. Like you're doing the lawn. You're like this stuff that you probably <laughs> maybe a few years ago, it's like, why I wouldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? Because that's what's fuels us. Like just constantly moving that piece on that board towards a goal that really doesn't exist because, you know, as long as we're constantly moving forward, there's always going to be a further destination. Mm. But, um, that's cool, man. I, I like that. I like that. And that's that that's why that part that last part of the definition of disruption that sets a new standard is so important. Yeah. Yeah. We constantly have to push that goal out, I think, you know. Yeah, I like that. Uh that's a uh, it's funny cuz we've had a lot of people um on the podcast. We just hit our 200th podcast and we've never Yeah, thank you. I never thought that would happen, but um, <laughs> Yay! Yes, that's what we need, Craig. That's what yeah, I'm talking we're about. Wait, come on. Let's let's get that to celebrate. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about this after. <laughs> but um, yeah, that no one's ever defined disruption because I kind of looked at it like you described it as that Silicon Valley, you know you know, oh, we're going to come out with this new thing and it's just going to pop the pop the walls off the place. But um, I like that. That's a real that's a cool way to look at it and make it practical for all of us to use daily. And we should yeah. be disrupting, you know, that when you can hit it. If you don't know what it is, like, how do you hit it? You know what I mean? Like, right. how do I hit the target if I can't see it? Yep. Yep. Awesome. Greg, you mentioned a book. Yeah. Let's talk about that. That's it sucks, man. Oh God. (laughs) Writing a book is so hard. (laughs) It's so hard. So that buddy, the buddy I was telling you about Ryan. Um, so he and I were talking and he's, he's, this guy is, he just blows my mind every time I talk to him. He's the youngest, um, I think the youngest pilot ever, but certainly the youngest Australian to ever circumnavigate the globe in a single engine plane, just wild. And then after he gets done all that, you know, doing the tour around the world stuff, he gets in a plane crash and becomes a paraplegic. 
just mind blowing. So he was telling me that he's revising his book and that he thought I should do one too, because you know, it would help establish credibility for larger events. And so we get off the call and I said, you know what? Sometimes you want to take massive action. I, I, by the way, I <laughs> preach incremental growth because it's more sustainable. That's my whole mantra about disruption <laughs> is small, sustainable steps that produce significant results. Like, mm. you know, like a 401k, for example. But nope, I got off. I said, this sounds like a time for massive action. Got on Canva, mocked up a cover, put it on the website. I said, publishing December 31st, 2020. Here comes my book. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he texted me five minutes later. He goes, what did you just do? <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> oh. and, and so now you, I'm in the middle of it and it, it, it sucks. The process tough. really is. You when know, did you start? <laughs> June. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so take us through that. I'm curious. I, I you know, I'm, I'm always curious uh, with, with different industries and stuff, but with books, especially like, what a mountain to climb. Yeah. What is the first step that you took? Besides, well, we know what the first step was. <laughs> what was the second step? <laughs> Just out, outlining outlining what I wanted it to do. Um, and that's changed. I think the weird thing about, you know, <laughs> I don't have an advance, so no publisher can hold me to what I said I was going to do, right? But um, <laughs> uh, the book started out as a um, living on tips. And it was kind of like my story about what I'd gone through. And the, the, the subtitle kind of was like, why everything you've been told about making effective change is wrong. Because I, I do believe that. I think that what we're told, like, again, I, I love Tony Robbins. I, I, I am a regular consumer of his content. Mm. But I, I, I read a study not long ago that said like 80% of his customers are return customers. So what does that mean? Either they just like the experience or taking massive action isn't sustainable. Hmm. Mm. I'm not saying it's not it good. Massive. Yeah, right. I'm not saying it's not good. And the, what, where we are right now in terms of COVID and masks and isolation, like this is a great example of massive action that is unsustainable. Even with the threat, and I don't, I'm not, I don't want to get into whether it's true or not or how bad it is, or, but even with the threat of a global pandemic, there are some people who are like, I'm done mask off social time. And if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But it is sort of proof that like, we can only really change our lives completely for a couple of months. And then it's just too much. It's, it's tough. Right. But if you do it inch by inch so that you not barely notice, but so that it be, it's more manageable, mm -hmm. you can, you can create. And that's, again, this is, a, this is a big Tonyism is that people, people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate mm. what they can accomplish in a decade. And, and that's really at the crux of, of how I coach people is we're going to create a change and it's going to change everything, but you're barely going to notice it at first. And that's why it's going to work because we are hardwired to avoid death and maximize opportunities to create. Those are our two primal drives. And in many cases, we see change as death. It's the death of what is, but it's the creation of what will be. But even though that what will be can be a super compelling future, we are more scared to let go of what is right now. Love it. I, I like the pause. I have no idea just, what we were talking. We, we needed like, to I, let the we needed to hit the the applause button right. Then. I know that's where we needed the hit it, just hit it. Just hit that. There we go. Perfect. 
I hit the wrong button. Sorry. But to your point, it's the same. It, you you proved your own your own thing by by doing the thing with the book, right? Yeah. By saying this time. I'm going to take massive action. And then it was mm-hmm. like, bah, I'm going to force myself because I'm going to publicly <laughs> make myself insane if I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then over here, you're like, Oh, maybe it should have been little, <laughs> little things. And it still can be, it's not, you know, yeah. No deal. Well, that's, and it's, it's, uh, I think nothing would be better content than, you know, to having, having to eat my words and sort of tell everyone right. like, Hey, I failed at this and that's okay. Cause I learned a lot in the process. I mean, that's, the thing that um, was most challenging getting my business off the ground was trying to bootstrap the website because I didn't have thousands upon thousands of dollars to throw into, you know, when you start a business, maybe you experience this. When I started my business, it felt like everybody could do everything I needed for between five and $10,000. <laughs> like, oh, you need a website? 10 grand. Oh, you need marketing? 10 grand. Oh, you need a logo? 10 grand. I was like, so, yeah. so building the website was the most frustrating part. And both my websites are, are you know, built on my own, which is why they're probably not the best. But it was one of those situations where I'm in it, it sucks, but it sucks because I'm not good at it yet. And you have to be willing to not be good at something or even fail at something to get good at it. Like I'm only excellent at the piano. Well, that's, I'm pretty good at the piano because I've been pretty bad at the piano in the past. And yet when I first started, I nearly quit because I was a big fan of Billy Joel. It was back in like, you know. I don't know, 89, 88 Stormfront came out. Like, you know, the big song from that album was We Didn't Start the Fire. And then now it's Down Easter. Alexa's a great song. A lot of great songs on that album. But I couldn't play the piano like Billy Joel. Well, yeah, because you're like eight. <laughs> He's like 30. Yeah. He's been doing it forever. Like, chill. <laughs> yeah. So we have to be willing to fail. And and in this case, you know, I may. Um, it's gone certainly from a 200-pound book to now, or 200-page uh, book to something, you know, a bit smaller. And I'm rethinking it uh, in terms of like the title and what it has to offer. but. Yeah, man, it is. It sucks. It's it's tough. It's challenging. Well, the hardest thing is to just start. I mean, yes, you, you've, you've you've gone well beyond what most people will do, right? There's a huge barrier to entry to this thing: the fear of failure. The you know, they just just actually okay. How do I start? Like we can how how ourselves to death instead of just it doesn't matter. Just freaking start, right? Yeah. What's the plant the tree thing? When's the best day to plant the tree? Ten now. years ago and today. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah, that's the second time craig you've used that today why not i mean you know <laughs> it's the best time to use that if it's true <laughs> I say guess, it man i guess i guess uh you know in, in, in next hour i guess yeah <laughs> use it again might as well cool so uh greg you know we'd love to follow you on your journey um and i'd love to know like like anybody that's listening to this how do we find you yeah all so- the different areas yeah, so I've got uh, I've got two websites. One is more speaking, one is more coaching. So uh, the easiest way would be go to gregoryoffner.com. Um, mm-hmm. My other website is goalofmygoal.com. Pretty uh, pretty simple. And um, you know what I'd love to do for your listeners if if they want to connect. Uh, you know, normally a coaching session with me, a disruption session to identify that one change that can change everything. Uh, you know, normally that's $400. I want to give them one for free. So if they're interested in signing up, they're going to be able to go to my website, uh, goalofmygoal.com. I think it's forward slash, uh, the insurance dudes. And then they can set that up. That is awesome. Love it. That is awesome. Thank you. Goalofmygoal.com forward slash the insurance dudes.com. 
or no, the insurance yeah. dudes. No, yes, the insurance dudes. Dude. Just the insurance dudes. <laughs> and we'll put that. We'll link it up in the uh, show notes. Perfect. Also, so they can Perfect. grab it. Yeah. What would be? So we always ask, what's the number one advice you give to insurance agents? And I think especially now with the, the year, it's going crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And and everything about moving, like we need to, to make change and everything. What would be the number one piece of advice you'd give to insurance agents? And I'd say about- insurance Insurance agents in the sense of this, like, like we're constantly, we're firefighters, we're putting out fires every day. There's so much going on for us that it's hard for us to maybe find that goal, but it's, you know, there's just so much going on. Um, what's something that we could do? So, uh, like I said earlier, the thing that we crave most is progress and the challenge for a lot of us, especially if you're in production is we're really trained fault finders. You know, like, I don't know about your experience in life, but I've never been pulled over by a police officer who walked up to the side of my car and said, hey, Greg, I just wanted to tell you your taillights, they're both functioning perfectly. Good job, <laughs> man. Right. I, I've never we had you a, 20 bucks. I, I've never had a do- Yeah. Right. That'd I be had great. Your coupon. <laughs> I've never had a doctor come back in and go through the litany of body parts that were working just fine when I saw him. Right. Mm. Most of us in, in the insurance world, we don't sit with a prospect and go through the coverage items that are great, right? We point out what's wrong. In sales, we don't go see companies and tell them that their product, you know, the product that we provide is working well. We tell them what's wrong with it. We do that in life too. We really are habituated to finding what we do wrong and, and marinating on it, really sitting in it. And so this is something that anyone can do regardless of your function, you know, regardless of who you are. <clears throat> At the end of the day, write down three things that you did well. The smaller, the better. And it's going to be stupid at first. Like, I made myself breakfast. Check. I responded to an email and didn't curse out the customer. Check. Right? Whatever it is, find three things that you did well and just write them down. And at the end of a week, you're going to have 15 things that you can look back on. And no matter what happened, no matter how badly your to-do list got chopped up and reallocated to next month or next quarter, no matter how many deals you won or lost or customers got upset or patted you on the back, you're going to have 15 things that you can look back and go, yeah, all right, that's cool. And then you try to one-up yourself the next week by making them just a little bit bigger, a little bit more meaningful. And you get yourself in the habit of identifying what you've done right, and then you build on it just like you would a kid that was learning to walk. Like you wouldn't take that kid who took that first baby step and go, you know, I was a uh, pretty crappy kid. I, you wobbled, like you didn't stick the landing. Yeah. Like what was that, right? <laughs> no, you go, bah, kid, that was great. That was awesome. I bet you could take two more. And that's what we need to do with ourselves. Why do we not? I, it's so true. We do the opposite. Why do we beat ourselves up? Do we hate ourselves? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> There's, there's this weird phenomenon, man. We're like, uh, when we can go back into the office on a regular basis, have you ever noticed like, there's this habit of, of like who had the crappier week or like, who's yeah. like, Hey, how you doing? Oh man. You know, like, I'm all right. Like pff, I got so much work to do. Like a bunch of renewals coming up. Like, oh. Yeah. And if, you know, like if you're the person that's like, Hey, things are awesome, man. I'm so happy. I got a great parking spot today. This, that my sandwich isn't soggy. This is awesome. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> People are like, what's wrong with that dude? I'm like, right. we, should, we need to celebrate that dude. We need to be more like yeah. that dude. It's 100%. so true. <laughs> I think you might see it. I, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, mm. but there's a, 
No, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. There might be a certain... Uh, sometimes, let's say women, they tend to do that with each other. <laughs> Build up. Here I, don't, there. I have no comment on that. <laughs> Build up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll we need there. to, you know, we need to celebrate each other. We really yeah. do. We need to help lift each other up. Yep. Not criticize. I love it. Cool. So great. <laughs> Greg, so awesome to have you on here. Um, we appreciate you coming on and, uh, folks were, are going to hopefully run to that offer. Check that out. And, uh, man, we'll see you down the road. Thanks guys. It's been a blast. Thanks everybody. Hey, thank you. It's the insurance dudes. Don't turn it off, man. That'd really be rude. Dropping knowledge on the radio, so just turn it up. So we put together a little webinar from all the things that we've learned, right? Yeah, totally. I love it. It was a lot of fun um, doing it, putting it together, and there's some really good stuff in there. Yes. What did we learn? So what did we, we learned how to sell hundreds of thousands of premium a month using any internet leads. And this is based on a whole bunch of big dudes selling ton and ton yeah. ton of premium a month, like yeah. over a million. Yeah. And it, it, it eliminates that turnover, right? The staff doesn't get burned out. It does. It creates predictable sales like, whoa, mm -hmm. right? Well, and we also learned how we can copy the processes of the big, giant, fastest growing PNC carriers and the big local agents. Yep. That was a lot of so, fun. It was fun. We put it together. We It's on a website. Go to love.teledudes.com. <gasps> That's that L-O-V-E dot T-E-L-E-D-U-D-E-S dot com. How do you spell like that on the fly, Mr. Jason? Well, it took me some practice, but it's love.teledudes.com. <laughs> you are good at that. Is so that let me get this straight. <laughs> it's love, L-O-V-E.teledudes.com. Love.teledudes.com. I love that. <laughs> I, I love it, too. I surprised you, too, Mr. Craig. You, you didn't know. tricked me. <laughs> Do they even listen to this on the radio anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Nice. Uh, all right.